All right, all right. Welcome back. The Irrational Fan Podcast post. Live and in person. Post the group stages ending. My name is Jensen McGowan. I am always joined by my co-host, Jesse McGowan. Jesse, how you doing? Feeling good, feeling good. Hey, you Riding look good. high on the success of our, our beloved community college boys. USA. <laughs> we, we drew with Bama. What a day. What a, what a day for us. We're let, now we're Fresno State. Shout out to our, our, our inaugural ho- uh, guest on the pod, Cody Wason, just throwing shade on the U.S. And he, they, have, they have responded to the call. Yeah, he, um, Cody, he re- Cody was supposed to be with us on this podcast, but he actually just out of shame yeah, couldn't, he declined. couldn't return. He declined. He, 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 felt really- so, he felt like he had betrayed his country so much with his lack of support. He evoked such emotion from the listeners that they booed him off the podcast, essentially. Just kidding, Cody. We love you. We'll get you back, just Cody. Come back with some, come back with some, uh, some uh, more optimistic takes about America, please. We need some retribution. Well, hey, Jess, we are post the group stage as of December 2nd at about 1 p.m. Pacific. Group stages have concluded with our beloved stars and bars, our boys in blue, as they previously been named, made it through to the round of 16, which is super, super exciting. Um, they really hey, held what, what their did, own. What did Braylon say? What, what's their style of play? They're, they're, they win gritty. They win they're gritty. gritty. They went dirty. Not did any of those games were those any of those games enjoyable to watch? Absolutely not. Oh, but I, they gutted it out. I had to take work off the rest of the day after we played <laughs> Iran. When literally the last 20, 30 minutes of the game, I am like chewing my nails. I'm I'm stressy. I like I'm I'm trying to calm myself down watch the game my my stomach is in my throat or my throat's in my stomach however that works biologically it was awful but they came out with the dub they got the win hey it's it only it only matters what the score is at the end of the game it doesn't matter hey as as they say in our in our beloved game of golf no pictures on the scorecard a lot of ways to get a par yeah a lot of ways to get a birdie and sometimes right. it's pretty sometimes it's ugly there's no pictures though it's just a number on a scorecard and, and at the end of the day usa's through that number was one zero and we are on to the round of 16 and we're going to be playing the netherlands well hey in today's pod here's what we're gonna here's what we're gonna do we are going to maybe kind of just talk from not a deep dive by any means but just a fan's perspective is to feel like how we'll fare against netherlands We'll also recap all the group stage um, games from the past few weeks and let you know who advanced. Maybe some surprise teams um, in regards to who we thought was going to advance, generally who the people thought would be going deeper into this World Cup. And at the end of it, we're just going to do a fun little draft and we'll each take eight teams and we'll just see who you know has... Uh, we'll, we'll establish yeah, some gonna, points. We're going to draft potential World Cup winners is what you're saying. Yeah, we'll just we'll each take of the sixteen teams left, eight each. If you we'll had to start out... your NBA franchise with one of these <laughs> World Cup teams, which World Cup team would you right. want to start your NBA franchise with? I just spun the wheel. Actually, Neymar, Neymar, Neymar. That on... we're going to do that on a different pod. <laughs> so I just spun the wheel, and Neymar's on the Hornets. 
<laughs> you hate to see it. He is not going to like Charlotte. <laughs> oh, incredible. All right. Well, Jesse, let's go ahead and um, let's kind of work our way talking through the USA first. Um, yeah. You, you going into the tournament, um, you had a little bit of a less idea about kind of how they would look. So what was your reaction? I, I had Three some cautious through? optimism. Um, well, and I'm talking more about your you hadn't watched a lot of the qualifiers sure, sure. you didn't know a lot about the team so like we're three games in right you 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 weren't maybe as kind of in in-depth researching the team what do you think about this young usa team all right so here here are my takeaways um so when i i feel like when i've watched past usa teams um yes they've been gritty but i remember them being sloppier I've been impressed sure. with how in control this team has looked. Like their ability to maintain possession when they're the attacking side of the field, I've been pretty impressed with. Mm-hmm. Their passing's been better than I thought they would uh, they would be. Um, their ability to kind of break up other teams' attacks has been really impressive with just like mm-hmm. their back line being good. And they just, they play really hard and they're fast <laughs> I was skipping out we watched the Iran game with a buddy of mine and he's an uh, he's an Australian guy and he's you know so he watches the US a little bit but like because he's been in the US now for 10 years but he just kept saying over and over he goes they're so fast bro like <laughs> when they're playing like yeah. they just they're just so fast like anytime these attacks would start happening with Iran like the defenders would just catch up to the behind them or they would on the attack they'd be able to push past them so you could like the that's like the youth that's you know and the like, the speed that they have. But I've been almost more impressed. Does this mean that your buddy control. was watching a really slow Australian team all these years? Is he just <laughs> caught off guard by well, this country you know, not fast? No, I think he's just noticing that the U.S. team is faster than he thought they would be. Totally. And look, Australia is not. Um, as much European heritage as they may have, it's not as a soccer inundated culture down there. They they do all their rugby. They've got a decent yeah. squad that well, we'll I mean, talk, we'll about, talk them. about. I mean, they, this is a they, they were more of a surprise advancing out of the round of 32 sure. than U S was. So that was pretty fun. So I think my big takeaways are sp- speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're more controlled than I thought they'd be. Yep. And they just really struggle to finish around the goal. Uh, so, which all of the, especially the goal scoring thing was definitely something that was talked about right before, but I don't know. What have, what have your takeaways been? Have you, is it what you thought they'd look like? Is it more impressive, less impressive about what you thought? Right. Uh, no, more impressive for sure. I don't know how you can't be impressed with this team. I mean, I think one of the things that is to our strength that people would have, you know, anyone would have been like, Hey, inexperience, you know, that's a weakness experience is a strength, but they're so young, all of them. Like I, I forget how many world, I, I think there's one guy that has world, isn't it? Wea? Yeah. He's the it's, only no, one. No, it's that, just Yedlin. Yedlin. Yedlin's the only one that's world the cup only, experience. only player that's played in world cup before. So that alone has secretly become this strength because we are underestimated in these games. Now, granted, we're not, you know, scoring three goals. We have not lost but we've only won one game. Um, I think part of what I've given up. No, sorry. We did not give up a goal in regular play. That's pretty incredible. 
the only goal we allowed was the penalty kick by oh sure um, okay so Wales. outside of PKs yeah so no one has actually outside scored penalty sure. kick, not a single goal allowed which is the first time in like some long amount of time in the group stage for the U.S. so really impressive there very impressive now I thought Iran was going to score like three times but um. It's besides in the point. The last three minutes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Zimmerman just coming in there, header, 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 clearing. And clearing. then he was the one that cleared the goal when uh when the ball got past um uh not Stefan. Um who's our guy? Who's our goalie? Turner. Turner. Um when the ball got past Turner in like yes. the ninety eighth minute. It was yes. Zimmerman that got behind him and cleared it totally. out. Yep, totally. He redeemed nice himself because he also, for him. He, yeah, he, he was the him. one that needlessly gave up the penalty to uh, Mister was it Bale? Yeah, Bale. And then also had a rough showing uh, against England, but you know, ultimately didn't matter. The the one thing that I'm confused by, and maybe you've noticed this as well, is the difference in the halves. It seems mm. that every game we are coming out on fire in the first 45 minutes. Like Wales, we completely controlled it possession keeping it on their third of the field. Like they were barely holding the ball. Couldn't press the attack. Second half completely switched and we scored. Yeah. And I don't know if we were playing like a, you know, a game that's like, don't, you know, a defensive game. Don't let them score. Don't attack. We don't want them to have a counter England. It wasn't as much of that story. It felt like first half, second half were, were kind of similar, but it was more of the same. And then Iran was literally just a Wales repeat. Like all of a sudden, Iran is pushing and pressing. So the Netherlands, and and I haven't watched all their games closely, so I defer to someone else. But I heard them I heard them say about the Netherlands that they've actually been a more of a second half team in this World Cup. Cup that doesn't bode well. No, that is concerning. <laughs> that is definitely concerning. Um. So that's what I'll be looking for tomorrow yeah, morning. I think, again, as as someone that's just kind of been taking in the cup and trying to listen to the analysis and why, because I yeah, same exact thing. It's like, how do you look so dominant in like a first half against Wales and then look so on the back foot? And I think from what I've been able to kind of gather, it's it's a it's a couple things. One is is like a team can change its strategy and then a, a totally like a game's going to look differently. Like adjust. I think. In the Iran game, I think the the most in the Wales game, um, but definitely someone in the in the Iran game, uh, Wales just decided they were going to press. So they were very defend. They were trying to play counterattacks totally. and sit in the defense in that first half. That was their strategy. They weren't even worried about pushing like into the attacking third. They were just gonna try and get us off our, you know, off guard on a counter. That's how they're gonna try and score. And they changed their strategy and they decided to just push. And it looks so much worse because they just had a lot more possession than they did in the in the first half. So I think like when a team just decides they're gonna attack more, it's it's impossible to just keep possession the same way. You're gonna right. look worse that way. You're just not gonna look as in control. Sure. But I think also this was something that um, the Ringer guys were talking about is that when you are going to be the team that just runs like hell for 45 50 minutes even if you're young you're going to get you're tired you're going to run out of you're going to totally. get tired totally. you're going to run out of gas and there is uh there is an an element of just like the reason most teams just don't sprint all out for 90 minutes is just cuz you can't sprint all out for 90 minutes yep you just you eventually just run out of steam right so the problem for the US is that they've been pressing so hard in the first halves and they're not getting the goal differential 
as a cushion as a result. Like ideally, if you're going to push that hard for the first half, you're sitting with two to three goals, at least two, like, mm-hmm. gosh, just give yourself a little bit of breathing room so that when you, when you're defending, it's not like for your last breath, it's like, okay, we're going to make them work really hard to score now, but we've got a little bit of room to work with. We've got a little, we've got a little cushion here. So I think that's mm-hmm. the other yeah. side of it is yeah. just like, it's hard to push that hard for a whole game. Sure. And then, yeah, it's just, I don't know when you're not scoring goals, it's just going to look bad eventually. So yeah, it is. It was right. interesting. I don't feel like the Iran game was as bad in terms of like, I feel like the U S was still able to generate some decent chances in that Iran game in the second half. Um, right. And the England game was just kind of a more balanced contest throughout. That is definitely something to watch for. From what I understand, Belgium is their strength is in their defense. So it'll be interesting to see if we're able to do anything with that initial burst, if that's the way we decide to play. Right. And I guess the other element, and you can talk a little bit more about this because you know these players better, is the substitutions. And then Burlhal- is it Burlhalter deciding that he wants to, as soon as he's got a lead, he's just going to sit back? And then and that's showing in his subs? Or, I don't know, what do you think? Do not bring in Shaq Moore, please. <laughs> please. That has I- not looked good at no, any point. No, he's looked so bad. And the, uh, the other storyline, and we'll quickly It was move weird on. that they started out in the first game. Yedlin was the first defender off the bench. Mm-hmm. And then for the next two games, he went Shaq Moore off that. When, as soon as Dest came off, he went it, to Shaq Moore both times. The moment just kind of seems too big for Shaq Moore, to be honest. Like, he doesn't seem... Like when the ball touches his feet, it doesn't feel like he's making the smart play. He seems like he's just kind of making no, a quick it's just decision. like an instant turnover. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we won't spend too much time on them because, in all reality, they're playing tomorrow morning. So when you listen to this podcast, the game will be over, right? So let's hope that we get to talk about the U.S. men's national team beyond tomorrow and the next week, as we have more games coming. The last thing I will stay about say about them when it comes to storylines is the geo storyline. And I really hope that he plays tomorrow and and shows out because he's a good player. And there's been a the very the most popular. And you tell me if you've seen this too, Jesse is putting way at the nine and then bringing Geo on the outside or Aronson on the outside because it's those two guys. It's Geo and Aronson that people want to see on the pitch more. And Greg's just bringing Aronson, but like Geo's played what nine minutes, seven yeah, minutes. Yeah. He's played less than Shaq Moore. <laughs> He's played. That's the problem. That is a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. It, that's a little bit of criticizing apples to oranges. I mean, positioning does totally. not play a position that they have really substituted for until I'd say the the bigger omission would have been when Pulisic went out with injury, right. and they. But then again, I think you most player people would argue that Aronson is a more proven guy at this stage. And in better form right now. And in better form. So it's not really that egregious to say, hey, when we lose Pulisic, we're going to bring Aronson. I think what U.S. fans would rather see just because like we, it's been it's been beaten to death. The U.S. Mm-hmm. does not have a striker. Right. So it's got to, like, the, the argument is it has to just be better to have another creator in right. that forward line so that you've just got three creators up there just creating chances. Like totally. Sargent isn't dominating anything. Like right. Haji Wright's not it no they're not creating any pressure. So you might as well just put another look again. I don't like not a Pulisic ask, but like that style of player that's just, you know, 
good at creating chances, can score a little bit himself. Just get another guy good that's in small good space with the ball at his feet up there, and yep. let's just create some more chance for ourselves because we're not scoring. Like so that I mean, it's really just an argument of like, hey, what we've been doing has not been generating goals. I think we have we're in the bottom third of teams and goals scored in the cup. So it's like. Let's just shake it up a little bit. That's that's what people are hoping for. And we'll we'll find out in about twelve hours what they're gonna put out there. Yep. Exactly. Uh really quick score prediction for tomorrow. And you know, be as real as you can here. <laughs> or we can be hopeful. Let's, Let's just be, be hopeful. Why not? The expect like look, getting out of the group stage was an a realistic accomplishment. Everything past this is just gravy. Um there was this potential like you could get really excited that Argentina had a chance to get eliminated and then it would have been like Poland versus Australia for the the winner of who won right. Netherlands and US and that like those are winnable games right but going through all Argentina after this but now yeah. I mean unless Australia just shocks the world and beats Argentina um, sure Argentina is going to be waiting for their for the winner of this Netherlands USA game so hey once we get to the Argentina game I'll I'll switch back to being a realist. Sure. But for one more time, let's just let's just root sure. for the boys. And I'm gonna give them a two one win over Netherlands. Yep. Um, it, it can't be high scoring. We know that. <laughs> no, I but I think they're gonna have to score more than once to win this game, is yep. my point. Like yep. they're I they've gotta get two. I think their defense has been so good against decent attacking teams. I really do think they could hold a team like the Netherlands two one goal. They've got to put more than one goal up for themselves. So if they can get to two, I think they've got a real shot in this game. I agree. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but apparently there's a sickness going around the Netherlands. Also camp. that. Yeah, yeah. Flew going through the Netherlands. Yeah. Frankie oh. De Jong is maybe their best player, and it looks like he's got some flu symptoms. There goes there goes well, their second half. I don't know if it's the flu, but so, anyways, if our God is for us, <laughs> give me two one as well. I'm picking the same result. Two one. All right. I love, I love it. I love it. All right. It's not, if we're in agreement, I might need to jump onto uh, FanDuel. Uh, let's put some, let's put some nice, cash on. Um, let's put a little something, something down there. Unsponsored. Back, back up what we're saying. I'll, uh, I'll look up the odds here. Cool. And you can, uh, you can take us next spot. We're going. So I'm going to keep us moving along. We're just going to quickly recre- recap the uh, group stages. So um, in group A was Netherlands and Senegal. Um, Senegal and Ecuador played a really exciting match. The winner of that essentially was advancing. Senegal took a 3-2, so they're advancing. Um, And they will go ahead and face England in the next match. Um, Obviously, Netherlands are playing U.S., so that means in Group B, England and the U.S. advance. No real surprises there. Those were going to be the top two, uh, based on ranking and expectations, the top two countries in their groups made it onto the round 16. Group C was Argentina and Poland. Argentina lost their first game to Saudi Arabia. That was a big Bro, deal. We get plus fifteen hundred on USA winning two one over. Oh, those are quite the odds. Take that, Virgil Van Dyke. He's <laughs> one of the best defenders I mean, in the we world. Can, we can get uh, we get money for just taking them to win. They're about plus one eighty eight. But and also just for the record, this is going to happen. They'll, people will listen to this podcast and they'll be like, "Wow." Pulisic just got bodied by Virgil Van Dyke a couple times, huh? Just sent to the ground. Yeah, have you seen Virgil, Jesse? You know what I'm talking about. I'm not. I'm not exactly familiar with him. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Well, when you see him, he is he is their their sweeper, their center back. He, he is. Uh, 
He's, he's a large man. He's very good at what he does. So recap, Argentina, Poland, when he's got the shits. Well, yes, if he's sick, it's a whole different ball game. I still would want him out there. Group D, France and Australia. Um, group D was surprising because Denmark was projected to make it out of there. And it was actually Australia, France, no surprise. France looks so, so strong, so strong. When you watch France play, they kind of look like they're another league up. Yes, than most of the other teams totally. they're playing. Like their dudes just move different, especially like Mbappe, man. They have like three starters, terrifying. starters out and it doesn't matter. The best striker <laughs> in the world isn't playing for them and it does not matter. It's insane. They are wild. It's insane. So f- France is playing, um, is playing Poland. <laughs> yeah. Poland actually kind of looked the most like uh, the U S at times in this tournament. Um, and then Australia is playing Argentina. You would expect France and Argentina to go ahead and take and take that one. Um, final four groups here. Japan actually won the group, Group E. They were in a group with Spain and Germany, and they won the group. Really impressive stuff by Japan. Real like yeah. awesome. I'm I'm like excited for them. Where go Japan? <laughs> my second team. I just adopted them. Go Japan. Um, that means Germany's out though, which is a very big deal. They've always just yeah. Let's of... say I think bef- you know as we're kind of going through here, the big the big storylines here. There were five teams that going into the round of thirty two, you would have kind of written. I'd say four. You would have really said these guys are going through. They are. I think all of these are close to top ten teams. You've got Germany going out is a big upset. Um, the biggest upset is Belgium. Belgium was the number two ranked team in the world going into this tournament. And they just ended up in a group with what, what was their group? It was um, Belgium ended up with Morocco, Croatia, Canada. And Bel- like none of those teams are like these world beaters. Like Croatia was your underdog pick. They're still going. That's nice. I mean, but un- like underdog ish. Croatia is very good. They were in the Croatia's final. Good, but I mean, four years ago, I'm, you were. I mean, we're talking Croatia was an underdog relative to winning the entire thing, not getting out of the group. Totally, like winning the entire. Yeah, the entire it was group. them and well, Belgium. Cody brought them up. Yeah, but for Belgium to get third in that group is on is just a huge, huge upset. Their striker Lukaku in that last game had, I don't know, by my count, forty two chances <laughs> at the net. Like, <laughs> just an unbelievable amount of looks that they were trying to get that they had to get on goal. And there just were elementary chances that like 90% of any striker would be able, like it was and granted one went off the crossbar, but there was a header in the middle of the box that he just sailed. That should have gone. It was it just right over. Yep. Yep. And then, so Germany, Belgium, they're the big two that are out. I mean, that's, I'm trying, I can't even think of how to like put that in context. That would be like Bama losing to a community college. <laughs> okay. We need to stop with this analogy. It's terrible. Um, and then Mexico, Denmark, <laughs> and Uruguay. Um, those other three teams, they were all top, you know, 15, I think, teams to get eliminated. Uh, so definitely surprises for them. So those are the big losers coming out of the group stage. Um, well, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Did you say Mexico? Yeah, Mexico, yeah, yeah. Uruguay, and yep. Uh, Denmark. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. 
So yeah, Japan getting through Korea with their win over Portugal is who eliminated yep. uh, Uruguay the today. Uh, so where were you in the group? So you can keep going. I just wanted to make yeah, sure yeah. we mentioned those kind of five big losers that are not going forward. Yep, totally. <laughs> those five big idiots. Yeah, yeah. Who I think all of their managers got canned. Uh, or at least Belgium's manager got fired. Germany's manager, I think, got fired as well. And Oh, Uruguay. seriously? Yep. Wow. I, I can't confirm Uruguay. I might be wrong on that, but I know that I wonder Germany how long they'd Belgium. been with the teams after that because yeah usually those countries have pretty steady leadership totally <laughs> like like in th- like their countries like democracy no you know what I mean? like those <laughs> those, country- those soccer programs have steady you know, like, germany like the U- okay so the usa has had three different head coaches for the last no, i know what you're saying cycles. i know what you're saying i know but belgium very steady presidency or very or, steady uh, government yeah. really really just on top of their democracy <laughs> Um, or whatever they do over there. So to finish off Belgium out, Morocco, who actually won the group, that was a surprise. Croatia is also advancing. Canada, can we just talk about our neighbors to the north, had a fantastic run of qualifying matches. And according yeah, to my friend Joe Buddy, who is an avid football fan, games. Right, they, he said that they were talking all this smack for how they showed up. And I was like, oh, man, I feel a little bad for Canada. He's like, hell no. Don't feel bad for Canada. They suck. They're arrogant. <laughs> and they're bragging about this. And they showed up. And they took home three L's. So for all your Canadian fans. That's, that's a tough look. Only teams to have three losses, no draws, are, I want to say, Canada and Qatar. Yes, Canada and Qatar. Only two teams and, that had three L's. And that means that there's only one team that was supposed to be there that had three L's. Qatar was never supposed to be there. Well, sure, yeah. They had never qualified for the World Cup prior to hosting. We don't need to go there. They were Um, Actually, hold on. Let's see here. Wait, bye. Oh, Canada gets officially gets second worst team of the tournament because they they had a one goal better goal differential than Qatar. Qatar had a minus six goal differential. Canada had minus five. <laughs> that is such a poor showing. Awful. So the final two groups here, Brazil obviously made a lot of the group. Um, and then Switzerland barely not, made a lot of the group. Not a shock. Yeah. They're, they're a top 15 team. Yeah, they're better than Cameroon and Serbia for sure. But it, it, it you know, there was their games were on today and um, they had to kind of fight for, for their spot against Serbia there in the final game. Um. And then Group H, Portugal, of course, they clinched after two games. Um, and then South Korea is the surprising one where Uruguay or even Ghana. Ghana was looking good early on, but they did they did not qualify. So that rounds out um, your 16 teams that will be advancing and playing over the, the coming week. Anything else to add there, Jesse? No, that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of a good breakdown. I, I watched at least a game every day. Yeah, um, totally. This has been so much it was fun. fun. It's 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 just cool. You see how much it's just when you put into like perspective the idea that like most of these players will not get to play in another World Cup just because of either age or injury. It's when something only is happening once every four years, totally. so much can happen between your country might not qualify for the next one. Like they everybody is playing so hard right because most of these guys know that they might not be back 
totally. and when you just have the stakes like that it it really just makes for such just an intense in like invested uh sporting event so yeah it was cool. i mean probably some of the best games i saw the australia win was really good over well, and to your like, point really Denmark. quick we're gonna have yeah. players that we love on the american team they're watching this tournament that like three years from now they're either, you know, age for sure, but they may just not be informed. Like some of these guys, nobody on this tournament. U.S. team is gonna age out because they're all they're all under twenty five. I think but. maybe maybe Wea, maybe uh, Wea or uh, Yedlin are probably the only two that might be too old. But I say that that there's some players that you hope they all stay in form and they play a really high level. But like a lot of these yeah. players make their teams because they are playing good right now. Like at their clubs, they were showing out, and so. That's gonna be interesting to see, like what new yeah, guys I mean, come up about, to. Um, the U.S. Uh, the U.S. goalie um, that was Stephen. the def- yeah yeah Stefan was thought yep. to be the guy, and all of a sudden he has a bad year right before the World Cup. And Turner has a good year. He's done. Turner has a good year, and he's in. Yep. So so much goes into it. So everybody is just they give their all, and you really just you really see it. It's fun. Do you have any favorite games in the group stage? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of just throwing this on you, and it's tough yeah. to think back exactly. Um, no, there were definitely some really good ones. Um, let's see. The Senegal Ecuador game was really good. It was the okay. It was it was three two, and I actually was watching it, and Ecuador tied it two two, and their celebration was they fell to their knees and they all held hands, and it was almost as if they looked like they were like praying and thanking, you know the that they were going to be making it through and then no joke senegal i want to say four minutes later came back and scored to go up three two and then that was it and i watching i was like ecuador you celebrated too early you like it was this celebration as if we scored in the 95th minute and then i think in my opinion they lost focus so that one was like i was watching it and i was like in the moment as they're celebrating i was like hold on the game is not over you tied it up which all right. like needed was a draw, so that's why they were so excited, and then they ended up losing. So that one was—I remember that one specifically. Uh, that was a fun one. Do you have a game out there? Uh, I think from this last week, um, I thought the was the Australia Denmark game was good. Oh yeah, like um, it wasn't high scoring. It was just, well, I think the Korea game against Portugal today was really good. Totally. Uh, that one was just, those guys were just fighting. And, uh, yeah, the Japan, who did Japan beat? It was uh, Japan beat Spain. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was just some, there was some great underdog games. And then totally. Messi, the the Argentina, was it the Argentina-Poland game or was it the week two game where it was Argentina-Mexico? Might have been the Argentine. It was outside, outside the box, the ball in the bottom right corner. Yeah, there's yeah. So that I mean, there was we're we're missing. There's there's been some good ones, but that's well, kind of just off. Yeah, the, top the top Saudi there. Arabia game they upset Argentina. That was crazy to start off the tournament as well. There was a, there was some fun ups, upsets for sure. I don't know if normal World Cups looked like this, but it feels like a lot of these underdogs are like showing out. Like I feel like it normally is a tournament where like if you're good, you're good, you make it through. But I could be wrong. All right, I got something for you here on this. Okay. It's not a statistic, but it's a take. I'm stealing this take, but this take was actually... It's, all right, I'm not stealing this take. This take was gifted to me Okay, by my aforementioned uh, Australian mate, um, Mr. Mark Evans. Thanks, Mark. Uh, so hey, we Mark. were talking about Cup, and 
Here's his take, and I think this will be a good thing for you. And maybe, um, you know, Braylon, if you listen, you can chime in on this in some later date. So, Mark's take on the World Cup outcomes that we've been seeing is that club soccer. So, all right, let me back up one more step. Remember when Braylon was talking about the idea that Burl Halter is pretty unusual as a manager in international play in the sense that he runs a system for international Rather than building around players. Instead of yeah. building a, a team around your player strength, which is the traditional way of doing it. Sure. Now, I think so. Mark's argument is that that is also somewhat the traditional way that cup soccer has been played, or club, sorry, not cup soccer, club soccer has been played as well. Whereas that a lot of the team's actions were dictated by their best players. But as over the last 10 years or so of club football, club soccer has become more and more system based. Mm -hmm. And so players have gotten more used to and more developed in system play. And they aren't actually as trained and familiar with kind of freewheeling around elite talent. Yeah. And so now when you're pulling all these players out of really structured club play and putting them on yeah. these more loosely I like that structured I like that international take. teams, they're actually less comfortable because they're changing. And so you're seeing all these countries that run really structured international systems like the U.S., like Korea, like uh, – I mean there's other – it could be other examples that he could give because he watches this stuff more closely. But he's arguing is that the players are more comfortable just transitioning from a system of play to a different system of play or maybe it's a similar one because they're all in these club systems now that those teams are actually outperforming because you're actually getting more out of the players in that structure as opposed mm-hmm. to saying, okay, you're the best player. Now go do your thing. Right. Uh, call Cowherd. Send the take in. It's great. Lock it. No, I think that makes sense. I mean, I, again, I don't know the history of club play. I believe Mark, you would probably vouch for me. He watches a good amount of soccer. Um, ah, he doesn't really know what he's talking about, but it sounded good. <laughs> yeah, which is most of what this podcast is. I ran is. with it. <laughs> yeah, he ran with it. I see what you did there. Um, I I think that uh that could make sense. I would be interested, maybe after this, looking into of all the countries that have advanced, how many of them are more systematic and how many of them are built around the players. I don't even know how you would identify that. Some people probably know that, but Braylon, can you work on that for us? <laughs> yeah, Braylon, Joe, buddy. Help us out. Okay, great. Um, that was a fantastic breakdown by us. Golf clap to me and you. Sometimes you <laughs> got to give yourself some pep talk during the podcast. You guys get it early days. All right, final final segment here. Let's go ahead and run through the round of 16 teams. And we can do this one of two ways. We can just pick teams and then hoping one of us has the winner or try to you know predict the winner. Or we could go ahead and pick teams, and if your team advances, you get a point. If they're knocked out, you don't. And then who's ever got whoever has the – and then do you get like a bonus if the team you pick wins? I love a good bonus, sure. You get an extra what? Three points if your team wins? Yeah, three seems fair. Okay. So just point if you advance, three if you win it. Jesse, I'm going to give you the first pick, and we will try to do this rapid fire. Who is the 101? Uh, all right, one oh one coming out of this. Um, like I so my initial our our pre roll cup pick I picked Argentina. Good news for us, 
still in it. So <laughs> yeah. that that prediction isn't out the window. Oh, it didn't look that good. Being said, they've not exactly looked like the most um, unstoppable force meeting immovable objects um, or meeting movable objects. They look like they've – it's been a little shaky for Argentina. We'll say that. So I'm not going to Argentina, even though they were my pre-cut pick. Um, I think just the most impressive team that I watched – in the in the group stage was France. Oh, come um, on. So I look, I think you'll probably go Brazil next. Uh hey man. But pick your own pick. <laughs> you're right. I'm not gonna worry about what you do. Uh let's go with uh France as my number one pick. Hold on, I'll make a note of this. I just their physicality, their strength, their speed, just their Mbappe-ness. Uh <laughs> Is just it's they look like they're in a different league when they're when you see them on the on the field. I I'm so glad that if the U.S. makes any sort of run, France is on the other side of the bracket. So for real, if we have to face France in the final, fan, fine, that's fine. I'll lose to France oh in the gosh. final. <laughs> but um, we don't have to go through them anywhere else. Yep. Um, I All don't France. think the U.S. is going to make the final. I'm not that crazy. Cody, calm down. <laughs> Cody. Cody just catching strays out here. <laughs> Poor guy's not here to defend himself. All right, France. Hey, we great invited him. I would. I would have played with a kid or something. Who knows? I would. Uh, I would have gone France as well. Uh, to your surprise, I will. Yeah, okay, I'll go Brazil. You jerk, Howard. Uh, who do you got? I don't need to explain this. They can score the ball from anywhere with like eight different players. So. They're incredible. Who do you have at the 103? Brazil, highly skilled. Not as like like imposing physically, but lots and lots of skill. Lots of skill. Yeah, not yeah, not necessarily a ton of big bodies. But again, if I start trying to figure out, you know, the <laughs> this details of Brazil Brazilian keep, keep team. Like yeah, you know we're talking yeah about we here. don't. They may have a big guy, um, I don't know. Let's see here. So it's not actually necessarily. Um, I am going to go here. I'm going to go Spain. Mm. Okay. Okay. Now I can. I don't need to break down my my strategy on every on every pick. I'm just I'm going Spain. Yeah. Great. I will go Argentina. I feel like no, they have I, potentially the easiest path to get to. See, that's why I, yeah. I almost took them just then because I'm like, they're realistically they have two games in the bag here before they have to face what will predict. You know, people would probably presume to be Brazil, right? And so I almost took Argentina, right. but I kind of thought you might not take Argentina, <laughs> so I took Spain first. You guessed wrong. Now, granted, we're kind of just you know walking all over Netherlands. They're a very good team, but we don't care about them right now. Netherlands. You well, can I'm off. just saying, but Argentina versus Netherlands, I'd still think Argentina's got a pretty good chance. I mean, I'm taking Australia, but I'm, you know, anyways, against Argentina, but I picked who I picked. Who do you have at the 105? Mm, this becomes tricky. Now you're just betting against yourself in some sense. Uh, you've got Argentina, Brazil, I will go. I don't think that's a good one either. 
Give me England. So, not to sound like you, but I thought you weren't going to pick England <laughs> because they face France in the round of eight. I get it, but you know. All right. All right. Well, I, I will go. Like Por- I will go Portugal. Okay, that's fine. I just I'm not as confident in Portugal against Switzerland. Sure. All right, so that was what we threw eight picks, right? No, uh, through six picks. Six picks. All right. So we haven't picked a winner yet for all. We haven't picked all first. Okay. Okay. We're still waiting on. Hey man, don't give it away. The Netherlands, USA. (laughs) Neither of us wants to take. (laughs) Uh oh. Because the better pick is probably. So (laughs) we're gonna leave it out till the very end. Uh, give me Croatia. Damn it! What are you gonna do? Uh... <laughs> you know what? F you, bro. Give me USA. <laughs> Yeah, you know, technically we don't have to pick no. all the teams in the first round first, but that's fine. No, no, give me USA. You want you, USA? Yeah, yeah. You have fun right. over there. All right. Hey, I'm I'm not taking another. I'm one. gonna take them both. I won't lose. <laughs> that's actually a better strategy now that you say <laughs> it. I should probably start uh, picking some matchups here. Uh, so basically, what I'm gonna do next is take. Oh, well, this is rapid fire is slowing to a crawl. Uh, give me, I think the next best team is potentially. I'll take Switzerland. Yeah, good pick. Give me Japan. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going between. Give me the Japanese. Japan. All right, then I will go. Let's see here. I promise your podcast didn't cut off. We're just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. That's good. Oh. Starting to get to the underdogs here. I mean, give give me the Netherlands. I feel like that makes sense. I'll just take <laughs> both. Give me the Netherlands. Perfect. I, I feel good about the order of that for me. I took what I believed in, and then I took what, you know, could happen. You know, feel good about that. Took USA first. All right. I'll take Morocco because they're not the two teams left. That's playing either france or brazil (laughs) (laughs) so i can take south korea or dude poland looked so bad (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not taking australia so i but i have brazil and i have argentina and you did you take morocco you just took Morocco. So 
Only teams left, just to make sure we're on the same page, is, is I've got Poland. seven, you've got six. So I have so two it's more. Poland, Korea, Australia. There are three teams left. Okay. Oh my gosh, they look so bad. Uh, give me Poland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Poland. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, have you to have to. The years and the down under. You have I'm to. Taking Australia. Absolutely. Taking Australia, which gives you Korea. Which honestly, no, look, I don't think they're gonna be real. They, they were an impressive team. Totally through it. It's just because they're I, facing I Brazil. Korea. It's just because they're it. up eight. Yep. They were against Croatia, Japan, Australia, like. You would have gone way higher. Don't take no offense, Korea. We love you. We we are we're a big we're a all right. So to Korean recap, supporter. um, we have got for Mr. Jensen. We have Brazil, Argentina, Portugal, USA, Japan, Netherlands, Poland, Korea. I've got France, Spain, England, Croatia, Switzerland, Senegal, Morocco, Australia. Jess, just gotta we- say, strong teams by us. <laughs> I would start a lot of NBA teams with that. A lot, a lot of NBA teams. That was tough, you know. I can't believe I can't believe I got the guys I wanted in those late rounds. But you know, sometimes that how I it mean, falls to you. Really, just came through in the clutch. Strong players in the. All back right. End. Well, if if we haven't thoroughly exposed our overall lack of knowledge uh, by now, I don't know what to tell you. Um, we are we're excited going into the. The round of sixteen, the single elimination format is here. So this is this is win or go home. This is balls to the wall. No pun intended. Christian Pulisic. There he is. Um, he sacrificed a nut just for did. us. He did. Captain America forever. I believe uh, Jesse. I believe that we can win. Truly, I actually I do truly. believe we can win. There is and a that world would, that that for me that's. That's that's a good World Cup for the US. Win one more. I want one more win. I want one more win. But I'm just okay with the win and some hope. Like if I was Poland right now, I would not be feeling good. But I think we can beat the Netherlands. Poland's I think they're a tough spot. I think that we really have have shown ourselves and we talked about that. So we will see yeah. tomorrow. The way, they played, the way they played against England, I think yep. that made everybody say like Man, if that's actually how good the U.S. is, then we're underselling them. I, te- are- I texted my friend Braylon. You guys have met him. And he said that win put us at the proverbial international table. We have now grabbed a seat at the table that we can hang with the big dogs. And Netherlands is, by definition, a big dog. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's show them what we let's got. Go USA. Any, uh- this will probably be well. Next week, we we'll, might we might uh well if the U.S. wins, we'll be diving straight back into dear God a recap pot of this. Um, three goals but, by Geo. <laughs> Geo scores three goals. We might need to do three episodes, one per goal. Put some money on um, it. But uh, we'll be back next week. Probably a little World Cup. We might uh, touch back in uh, to a couple NFL things. The NFL season's starting to get kind yep. of interesting. Some of the preseason favorites are just gone. Uh, pour one out for the Rams. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's shaping up to be a, a pretty different end of season for for the NFL. So we'll probably uh, we'll probably check in there next week at some point, and uh, we'll we'll just keep an eye on the World Cup because that's what we're watching. That's what this is. We're we're just talking to you guys about what we're watching. Any uh, any final thoughts, Jens? No, I prefer one version of football over football right now. 
but eventually I'll get back to football. Love you the know World what? Cup. I, on that, I've I've decided it's soccer. I'm good. You're I don't good. need to try and I don't need to try and be you know culture myself. I mean, on it that. is it is soccer. It's what we call it. But fun fact: the term soccer is not actually even a term created by like anything American. It was a term. It was like an abbreviation of a like an English term because they were trying to delineate between something else they called football and soccer, and they started so they started calling it soccer in England, huh? and then we adopted it, and then they started calling it football. So, you no, know we can call it chess. Fault. We'll just call it footy. We'll just we're watching <laughs> no, a little that's footy. A different sport. No, that's a different sport too. Is it? That's Australian rules football. That's footy. Oh my gosh! See, this is all super confusing. Sorry. But that's what you get it's when soccer. it's, it's when soccer. It's soccer. When it's the soccer. global you know sport. What? I used to. I used to apologize for it being soccer. I'm not going to apologize anymore. It's soccer. Hell, even the Australian you're proud national team is called to be the an American. Well, at least I you call it soccer. All right. Go USA. We're hopeful. Thanks for listening, and we will see you very soon. Gotcha.